0: Hey, Ting. Welcome back to Hong Kong. I'm glad to be back. Are you really glad to be back, or would you have rather stayed in the UK? Oh, I just gave away where you went on holiday. I would rather have stayed. You would rather have stayed? Yes. Oh, too bad. You're stuck here. But I need to make money. You need to make money? Is that the only reason you're here? Yes. Okay. You're planning to return, though. Eventually. Triumphantly. Or not. Or not. You're planning to return as a sad and decrepit
1: old man. There's too much pressure to do something triumphantly.
0: Okay. (laughs) This wasn't rehearsed. I have no idea where this conversation's going. (laughs) We didn't plan this out. Not for the first time. So, how was your trip? What did you enjoy the most? Fish and chips. Fish and chips. That's the most stereotypical answer imaginable.
1: (laughs) I say this because... In all of 30 years I've never thought I would miss fish and chips
0: For real So you you actually went back and had fish and chips
1: Three, and you, t- three times in two weeks Three times in two weeks Yes Wow And you really liked it yeah, Because normally people take the piss out of fish and chips People ask you What shall I do when I go to the UK And you'll tell them to try A chip shop and try the fish and chips And then they'll say It was greasy it was flavourless and the meat was dry or tasteless.
0: Fish and chips is amazing. It
1: is amazing. Fish and chips is delicious. Surprisingly so. So you didn't realise this or you just forgotten? I've not forgotten because I never thought that. I've only just realised this.
0: <laughs> You've only just realised. It took
1: going away for you to realise what you'd lost. Well, actually, I think I had to eat some good food in the last four years to appreciate the bad food, which actually is good.
0: <laughs> this is very meta. I'm not sure my brain can
1: handle this level I'm, of indirection. I'm exploring the full scale now. That's what I've done. Wonderful. Any other UK anecdotes? I miss long summer barbecues.
0: You mean... Two weeks of planning to have a barbecue... And then it gets
1: rained off. But you still persevere like... F you weather. We're gonna have a barbecue.
0: No, that's not what you actually mean though, It's it? You mean... A British barbecue as opposed to a Cantonese-style barbecue where you all have food on sticks and have to barbecue your own food. And you give
1: yourself food poisoning (laughs) rather than blame someone else.
0: Yeah, like, no offence to Hong Kongers, but I'm going to offensively say Cantonese barbecue is dreadful. It's all like processed fish balls and tiny sausages and they just... I don't know. They they look the same when they're cooked as to when they're uncooked, just like lumps of plastic. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Cantonese barbecue. Cantonese, like having a barbecue in the park barbecue, that is. Cantonese barbecue, like the barbecue pork, on the other hand, 100%.
1: And there's always too much food. It goes on for too long, you know, lunch to tea to early dinner. (laughs) It's all barbecue there.
0: Wait, wait, which barbecue are we talking about now? Cause, uh, to be honest, I think this can apply to any barbecue anywhere.
1: My barbecue. Your barbecue, okay.
0: That's it. That's it. That's your whole UK trip summed up. Go back for the barbecue, stay for the fish and chips. Talk about food.
1: But not high cuisine though, but hey. Fair enough. One last thing. Sanrio character rankings. So I listen to local radio now in an attempt to learn more Cantonese. Oh, I did not know this. And f- for one of the days they brought in an expert on Sanrio characters and they talked about their predictions for the Sanrio character rankings. <laughs> so obviously had to google this.
0: It's for real. I didn't I really didn't know about this, okay?
1: For reals. And now I've I've opened you up to the world of Sanrio character rankings. So tell me <laughs> what do you think?
0: Well... What Sanrio characters exist? If you'd asked me, I obviously know about Hello Kitty and Agrettiko. And then that's about the limit of my Sanrio character knowledge. Is there a frog? That's
1: that's all I've got
0: for oh, you. Oh, Kuroki Poppy? Something like that. I know Kero is the Japanese equivalent of Ribbit. So maybe, I don't know. There's loads of Sanrio characters. There's loads of, okay, should we just check the website? You were like, oh, who do you think should win? I was like, oh, obviously a Gretzko. It's like, don't be ridiculous. I'm only joking. Haida should win, of course. Haida's not even in it. Sad face. So is this is an annual thing? Because this is actually the 33rd Sanrio character ranking, apparently. I believe so. So, I don't know if these are global results or just Japan, but the front page results are number one, cinema Role. What is cinema roll? Is that some kind of dog? It's not a cinnamon roll. Number two. Pom Pom Purin. Again, is that some kind of dog? (laughs) I don't know. Number three is Yoshi Kitty. Who I assume is some kind of cat. Hello Kitty is relegated to number four. Doesn't even make the podium.
1: Was there a character for the bullet train?
0: Yeah, I find this really funny. I didn't. This is what I mean by like, there's so many characters I have no idea were Sanrio characters. <laughs> what? The, at rank fifty-one appears to be a taxi he called the runabouts.
1: You should see it. who's at fifty-two. Fifty-two is a gumball machine called Fresh Punch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even further down the list is Shinkansen, the bullet train. There's a
1: giraffe and a Mister Men character. This is crazy And
0: then there's a separate overseas ranking Which I assume is for everyone who is isn't Japan So Hong Kong Voted apparently some kind of duck A hero no peckle And then number two is Guditama, Which is the lazy egg Which you, you do see literally everywhere in Hong Kong Everyone's
1: obsessed with this egg Anyway whatever. No, Wait why did, why, Wait why? United States does that mean there's a UK. Oh, there it is. Boom. Oh, okay. UK number one is
0: Agretico. This makes much more sense now. UK number two is the Egg. <laughs> what? I've never even seen the Egg in the UK. And number three is Yoshikitty again. Uh, I'm not surprised that Agretico is the most popular though in the UK. I mean, I guess Agretico is actually on Netflix, so that's going to account for a large part of it. Why did you bring this up again? Because it was interesting. Because it's interesting. Okay, fine. Well, random. Satisfied? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I didn't have very high hopes to begin with, so. <laughs> I had no idea this existed. How do you vote? We're going to vote for next year. No. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Ho- hooray. <laughs> hooray, is that what we need? <laughs> I I I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> can't can't do it. I was I was listening to another podcast and it high energy guys, we need to be high energy. I'm just too British. I'm just too British.
0: Your Britishness has been reasserted by returning to Britain.
1: I'm just so comfortable with my lack of high energy, my low energy. (laughs) energy.
0: You're going to have this droll, sarcastic dry wit. Well, if we're going traditional British, then I think we should do Just a minute please talk for sixty seconds without repetition hesitation or deviation on the subject of minute go
1: uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hesitation <laughs> thanks a Mike so we're going to
0: talk about the book club game minute which is a what is it an indie light RPG where you live for a minute what is the plot of this game it's very strange you are a duck
1: I'll buy that yes
0: (laughs) you're some kind of creature that finds a sword on the beach but the sword is cursed and after you pick it up you will die after one minute and some other guy appears on the beach and says oh no you picked up the sword you better get to the factory. This doesn't make things any clearer. <laughs> so yes, you have a cursed sword, you die in one minute, and it's an RPG. Each time you die, you respawn at your house. I don't know what RPG means anymore. That's a good point, actually. Is it an RPG? It's an adventure game. Is that right? Yes. I suppose I'm not really playing the role of a duck build man with a cursed sword or maybe I am maybe I have got really into it is Zelda like the original Zelda an RPG it's kind of like Zelda 1 and you keep the items that you collected on each loop so how are we going to talk about this
1: I want to talk about very initial impressions so for instance controls there are two buttons
0: one button swings your sword The other button kills you and resets the loop. Did you remap your buttons? I actually played with a controller. Because it seemed like the sort of game that would be better with a controller. So I was using an Xbox controller. I did often kill myself. (laughs) I think in this sort of game, often, you've got a button to swing your sword. And then another button to do, like, an action and I would find that sometimes I would think well swinging my sword is not the appropriate thing here so I'll push the other action button but of course the other action button the only action is die <laughs> so I'd be like going to talk to someone and then I just like commit suicide in front of them so yeah it did take me a little while to get used to that it it was it was weird it was actually like a subconscious thing I was like well I don't want to swing my sword at them so I'm going to oh whoops
1: Same. I think you've articulated what I was trying to figure out, because sometimes I would spontaneously die without really connecting the dots as to why.
0: It's genuinely surprising, because it really did take me a little while to not do this. It's interesting how much of your brain is just literally on autopilot when you play games.
1: But there are moments when you want to take the shortcut and and kill yourself. We've done it prematurely. You know, on this run, I want to do this so I can shortcut back to the house. Preview like night too early, so you have to repeat yourself. Hmm. That's what you get for being impatient. Any technical issues? Oh. Always technical issues with Sir Michael. So I had to buy a new graphics card for this game. No, this
0: game is, I mean, it's a top-down, looks like it could run on a NES, monochrome, like literally black and white game. Very simple graphics. It's another game where, like Firewatch, which we also just played, they have inexplicably made the decision that when the game is full screened but loses focus, it just auto-minimises. Why would you do this? I I literally don't understand. The thing is, that's two games back-to-back that we've played that have done this now. So now it makes me start to doubt myself and think, do other people want this? Is it just me that doesn't want the game to auto-minimise when it loses focus?
1: Yeah, because you want to when you want to put your homework on, you want to put focus on your homework. You want the thing to minimise, so no one catches you doing it.
0: (laughs) So you're telling me I'm too old to play computer games? Yes. Anyway, another game where I had to run it windowed just to get around this strange behaviour. Also, the Steam screenshot button doesn't work. F twelve.
1: So is it F eleven? It's F twelve ting. Oh really? Yeah. That's why my screenshots weren't working. (laughs) That's right. F11 also
0: doesn't work but you know for different reasons one more gameplay graphic style kind of thing I thought was quite cute when you walk inside a building there's no transition it doesn't like fade to black or it would be hard to fade to black in monochrome but it literally just snaps to inside the building and the building interior is exactly the same size as the building exterior I actually thought that was really neat from a kind of design and look and feel point of view Like it instantly transitions and the interior of the building fits exactly in its exterior space. Just surprised me.
1: We also had a quick look at the map. It's not one of those weird ones where in a 3D game, the interior of the building won't fit into the out, you know, into the building structure from the outside. That's
0: what I mean. Exactly. You know, it's it's kind of inverted commas realistic, as realistic as a 2d game where you're a duck man with a sword that kills you every minute can be and the map is a real like physical map it doesn't weirdly like loop in on itself or have weird non-euclidean bendiness actually i say that but the oasis doesn't make any sense but never mind we'll get to that later so highlights from the main quest should we just go through and say
1: things we liked yeah I wanted to start with the watering can. I watered a plant for three days.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. There's a little sprout and you water it and it grows a bit bigger and then you can't water it again until you die, basically. And when you have watered it for three days it grows a heart. That was neat. Yes, yes it was. Did you try watering your dog? I don't know. We can check because you get an achievement for it. Are we really going to check? No. (laughs) (laughs) But there's an achievement for washing the dog. Do you get a coin for it? I don't know. You definitely get an achievement. It's got like dog washer or something. You can water all sorts of things, actually. You You can water the laundry and you just make the laundry that's hang up. So there's some laundry that's been hung out to dry and you can just water it and make it wet. It doesn't do anything. You can just do it to be a jerk, I guess. I don't know.
1: You you to get water to the guy in the desert? Or ghost?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you usually use the watering can a few times. And you can only carry, like, one use item at a time. So when you've got the watering can, you don't have the sword. Which, I guess, kind of restricts a little bit where you can go. Since if you're carrying the watering can, you can't, like, chop down bushes. Or, you could chop down bushes, but you have to go and chop it down, and then swap it for the watering can, and then walk back
1: there again. And you've only got 60 seconds, so... It's not that big a deal, though. But these little touches kind of set the tone for the world as you start to explore.
0: Yes, I mean the sixty seconds mechanic is like the major thing in the game. Like it, it kind of permeates everything because there's only so far you can physically walk in sixty seconds. And you know, it did have me wondering how big is this game? Because you know, I knew it was a short game, but I was thinking it's going to be really short. If it's only as far as I can walk in 60 seconds, because the game world will have to be tiny.
1: Because I you know, I really can't get very far. Another example of, you know, that plays along with the 60-second time limit is there's this guy. He talks really slowly.
0: I I thought this was really genius actually, because they obviously know that you're gonna be really stressed about the time, like you're gonna be like, I need to get things done, I've got 60 seconds, go, 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 go. And then there's an old man by the lighthouse and he talks very slowly very very slowly so his text is very slowly going and coming onto the screen and if you well, you can't press the button to try and speed him up because it'll kill you and if you press the sword button to try and speed him up he'll be like, ouch and then he'll just start over again (laughs) So he's like, hello there, I like to hear the ocean, sometimes I wave at the boats for the treasure, avoid sharks.
1: Anyway, you get the idea. And the first time round, I cut him off at right that moment, I didn't get the full spiel, but I realised I needed to listen to the whole thing, unfortunately because I saw the achievement.
0: Yes, this is totally a game where the achievements give away a lot of stuff actually. So you do get an achievement for listening to the whole old man's speech. And you really don't have very much time spare if you do want to listen to the whole thing. It's only like a few seconds afterwards, I think. There is a game mode that you can unlock where there is no timer. And he has an even longer speech in that. Because obviously you don't have the time pressure in that mode. But they still wanted to evoke the same feeling of it being really irritating when, you know, you've got places to be and you have to just sit here and listen to this old man talk at great length. So I
1: think his speech in that mode is like twice as long. You were talking about the the size of the game world versus the time limit?
0: Yes, so one of the things that I didn't expect was you can change your respawn point. So As soon as this happened, I was like, Oh, that's how they're going to do it. And also, as soon as it happened, I was also thinking, Well, I have no idea how big the game world is then. So, you, relatively early on, will go through some cave and pop out the other side and go into a log cabin, and it will suddenly go, New home selected. So, the next time you die... You'll actually respawn from this like cabin in the desert instead of your original house. And as a result, there's a whole new minute worth of walking you can reach on the map. So that's how they, you know, made the game world bigger than this tiny area you could get to around your initial house. I thought it was quite a smart design decision, though the game world is actually still relatively small.
1: At around this point, you come across the so called endless desert
0: yeah there's a signpost that says endless desert this way and there's a few other characters that are saying to you oh the endless desert it's endless don't bother or don't believe the rumours about an oasis in the endless desert and the ghost that throws swords it's all made up which to me was a big red flag to be like oh okay so the desert isn't endless and there's an oasis with a ghost that can throw swords just cause that's how computer games work so I immediately set out into the desert to find this oasis. <laughs> Did you?
1: Oh, it's another one of those. I looked at the achievements. Actually, I got stuck at this stage, if I'm honest. Because I didn't know I had to kill the ghost. But looking back, it seems kind of obvious. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's a game where your only two buttons are die and swing sword at something. Though I do see that logically killing a ghost with a sword isn't very logical.
1: I thought what was more important was the secret temple. I thought that was my path to progress.
0: But did you do the secret temple? Nope. Did you try very hard?
1: Nope. Uh, Well, I thought there's a long windy path, which meant I thought I needed to get the the sneakers. You do. But it's optional. I didn't think that was optional. That's why I got stuck.
0: Right, okay.
1: And around the same time you come across the the something sign maker.
0: Yeah, the world famous sign maker.
1: And I wrote this comment down. I don't know if you agree with this, but I was convinced that the sign maker had a a saw for me because there's a graphic next to him that looks exactly like a saw and that would allow me to chop down trees.
0: Now, that is very, very logical and... I had a similar train of thought. I was figuring that I would be able to chop down the trees at some point, and I saw there were, like, logs next to the sign maker. So I wasn't sure what the power-up was going to be, but a saw would have made sense. Rather than the two power-ups you do get, which are a gardening glove, which for some reason lets you chop down trees. It says, like, protects you from splinters. Now you can chop down trees. It's like... Um, okay. And a sword thrower? What kind of power up is a sword thrower? Like, what exactly is a sword thrower anyway? I mean, throwing the sword is the easy bit. It's the magically coming back that's the hard bit. But that's what you get from the Oasis Ghost. The environmentally friendly Oasis Ghost.
1: In and amongst the messages like we pinged to each other whilst we were playing the game, because I was stuck, you mentioned that some things you happened upon by accident, so you progressed the story accidentally. Yes. Is now a good time to talk about them, was it too early? Because I have an example of it here. So what's your example? So there's one screen where there are four trees, and in one of the trees there's a nest. So I start chopping down the tree to get to the nest, which presumably will have a coin or a heart. But actually it was Boatwood.
0: Yeah, I also did this as well, actually, not realising it was Boatwood. Because after you rescue the guy in the desert with a watering can and he says, oh, come meet me by the lighthouse. And if you go to him first, he'll say, oh, but my boat's broken. I need some Boatwood to fix it. But I actually didn't do that. I also went to the screen first and then saw, oh, there's something up there. I'm going to chop this tree down and get it. And then it said, you got the boatwood." And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to need this to repair a boat. But I actually found that before he told me to go and get the boatwood. I mean, before that, even the oasis, where there is the environmentally friendly ghost, I actually found that by accident too. I just started walking randomly off into the desert and then happened upon it. And I found it by like walking to the right a lot. And I just assumed... This was the whole thing about the endless desert and that, you know, on the edge of the desert was going to be the Oasis. I actually didn't realise the Oasis is a random thing. You can literally just walk back and forth between two screens and you'll eventually come across the Oasis. So something I only discovered in the second run, which is something you unlock after finishing the game once.
1: So now we've both got the boatwood. We get in the boat. And you
0: have an excessively long journey. Sounds so impatient. Well, I've got a minute to live, man. I do think that the game really hams us up sometimes for making some things take an excessively long time. Because you're like, I'm on the clock here, and it's going, k-tosh, 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 you know, and you're like, I'm going to die. And sometimes you just make it, and other times you just don't make it. Quite a few bits in the game are timed just like that. I mean, the temple, for example, you know, there's the really long path that you said, oh, I think you need the sneakers to get it. You do need the sneakers. And even with the sneakers, if you don't know what you're doing, it's actually quite easy to still not have enough time to make it. Because the sneakers don't just make you walk faster. They actually kind of build up to running speed. And if you don't take the corner well, you bonk into the wall, you actually lose all your speed. You have to start building up again. So the first time I actually got to the end of the pathway where the heart was, I actually picked up the heart like at zero seconds and like died as I was picking up the heart. And then the game actually crashed and spewed out some error about like tried to add heart to non-existent entity or something because like it had despawned my character because I died, but then tried to add the heart to it. And funnily enough, there's an achievement for collecting an item with well, less than one second to go on the clock. And it didn't even give me the achievement. So I was like doubly robbed and I had to do the whole thing all over again. But I was very careful to get it. I I waited till one second and then collected the hearts because I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I get this damn achievement this time because, you know, now I knew there was an achievement that I had been robbed of. You read my mind. I I actually didn't get it at that point, though, because I didn't know about the achievement when that happened. And I realised eventually that it's an achievement you can actually miss if you pick up all the items with more than one second and there's no more items to pick up then you just can't get that achievement anymore unless you start a new game.
1: Do you have any more to add about the island that you take a trip to?
0: No, it's another one where you have some vague existential dread because you're trapped on this island now. You've taken this long boat trip to the island and then you get to the island hut and that's your new home and then you step out of the hut and you're like hang on, where's the boat? How do I get back? Oh, I guess this is my life now? Same. And you eventually unlock a teleporter that lets you teleport from the island to your original house. And then later on, two other locations as well will teleport you back to the basement of your house. So you can fast travel effectively.
1: What's the item that you gain from going to the island... That lets you then proceed to the cemetery and haunted house.
0: I'm actually not sure. I'm actually thinking... Why do you have to go to the island in the first place? I'm genuinely not sure. Is it optional? Is it the basement key? Because in the second run of the game... Which you unlock from doing one playthrough... You don't actually go to the island at all. So it does make me wonder... Is the island even necessary to finish the game? Is the island where you get the basement key?
1: Yes, because that takes you downstairs to the... Teleporter room. Yes. But that's optional, presumably. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I am not sure if you have to go to the island. Because you can get to the hotel once you have the sword thrower. Because you just need to kill those two guys on the far side of the river and then they make a bridge for you out of lily pads. So the hotel is really the next bit of the game.
1: And then north of the hotel is a cemetery? Yes. And there's a bone? Yes. And I want to ask you, what do I do with that bone? Because I don't know.
0: So... Think about it like someone who's the correct age for playing computer games. If you're a kid, you'd be like, what likes bones? Dogs like bones. So you can pick up the bone, and you can give it to your dog, and you get an achievement called, like, best friend. But thinking about this more logically as an adult, why are you feeding your dog human remains? That's not right. If you find a bone in a cemetery, you're not going to give it to your dog. I mean, then again, you are some kind of strange duck man with a cursed sword, so... Maybe shouldn't think about it too hard. The bone actually just operates just like the sword. Oh, you can attack things with it. You can attack things with it. You can break bushes with it. You can break trees with it. But yeah, that's what the bone is for.
1: And then beyond the cemetery is the haunted house.
0: Yeah, this is one that I did by accident. Because the haunted house is actually kind of a hint mode. There's actually a whole bunch of skeletons just in the game. And if you leave the haunted house on a certain floor where the TV says this is the correct floor then above all of those piles of bones will be a ghost
1: and the ghost will tell you a hint. So what's the extent of the hints? Are they everywhere? They're just randomly sprinkled throughout the
0: game. And you know they're vaguely cryptic. I literally can't think of one right now <laughs> but they're just like vaguely cryptic they don't they don't say like do this to get this they're just like something something grass and something I don't know that's a terrible example <laughs> but yeah they give some vague hint about stuff but I actually didn't realise that was the purpose of the haunted house I just walked in the haunted house and didn't know what it was for walked up and down the stairs a few times and then just walked out again and then noticed a load of ghosts, and I actually didn't connect the two things, again, until like, a second playthrough, where I was like, oh, so the haunted house is what made the ghosts appear. And then, the last two bits of the game then, there's some missing hotel guests. Well, they're not actually missing guests, they're just like, the hotel manager is asking you to get more people to stay at the hotel, I think? I'm not sure if they're all guests initially. Or he's just trying to convince you to make them stay. But you have to get some hotel guests in order for him to lower the ladder to the rooftop pool for you to get the flippers. And then there's also the sword factory, which is where your mysterious cursed sword came from. Anything to say
1: about... Uh So, upon entering the sword factory... They tell you media only, and there's another... There are two parts you could take. Well, they look like two parts that you could take. One says media only, and the other one is a... A lengthy queue.
0: Yeah, yeah, you walk in... You're right, you walk into the factory, and the receptionist is like, you have a complaint? Oh, complaints department's down there. And if you walk into the complaints department, there's just a massive queue, and you're like, I don't have time for this, I've got 60 seconds to live. Too bad. you got to wait in line and die.
1: Is that the whole point of that
0: room? Yeah, that's literally the whole point of the room. If you actually wait in line there's a plant in that room and leaves are falling off the plant and if you wait long enough, the leaves fall off and it turns into a coin. But, but that's it. You can never get to the front of the line. It's literally a room you go to to
1: wait until you die. I watered those people in, in <laughs> an attempt to get them out of the line.
0: Yeah, they're like, wait your turn like everyone else.
1: So the only available route is the path for the media.
0: Yeah, I thought I was quite clever about this because I was like, oh, I got a camera earlier. I'm going to carry the camera and pretend to be a journalist. And that is actually the correct solution. I didn't realise that on console, you don't actually get the camera. So on console, it's even more obvious On the PC version, there's a building and you go inside and there's a guy who gives you a camera and says, oh, you can look at my PC for details on how to use this. And it basically gives you a URL where you can go and see your photos, except that the URL doesn't work. I think it's been broken since the game launched. I mean, maybe it will eventually be fixed, but at the time we're recording this, the URL it gives you actually just redirects back to the main minute homepage. On the console versions, that building is actually just burned down, and instead there's just this item, the press pass, you can pick up, which, well, just allows you to walk past the dude. So it's actually not really a puzzle on the consoles, because you've just got the press pass, whereas on PC the camera is an item like the watering can that you kind of have to swap for.
1: Funny that you should mention flippers because I had no idea I needed to get them. And this is when I panic message you saying, I don't know what to do.
0: Oh, wait. So you went and did the media bit with the press pass or the camera before you got the flippers. Yes. Um, oh. actually, maybe I did that the first time as well.
1: Yeah. So flippers. So I, I tried everything. I thought it was just something optional, the the sawing pool.
0: Yeah, since... Once you get past the guy who is saying press only, you can get into the innards of the sword factory. Well, of the factory, which happens to be making cursed swords for some reason. And you have to basically bust it up and break the machine making the swords. But one of the bits of the factory that's making the blades, you can't actually get to because there's kind of like a sunken conveyor belt going underwater or something. So, yeah, you need the flippers to finish that bit of the game. And the flippers are on the roof of the hotel. So, yeah, I gave you a hint. Well, actually, you said you were stuck and I was like, oh, have you got the flippers? And you were like, oh, duh, flippers.
1: So did you get stuck at all?
0: Well, I didn't really get stuck As such, I mean, I was just blundering through. So I, you know, I didn't know why I needed certain things, but I was just blindly stumbling along. And I do remember being surprised at around this time since you break the machine making the sword hilts and you break the machine making the sword blades and then you go down. To the bit where the swords are being sent to and there's a big gear and there's a guy there and he says hit it with your sword so you hit the gear with your sword and your sword just gets stuck in the gear and he's like it's on fire put it out and you're like oh, okay but now you've got no sword and when you die and respawn you still have no sword When you try and go in through the front door of the factory, there's piles of, like, papers, and without your sword, you can't clear them out of the way. So now you're like, uh, what do I do? (laughs) So you actually have to go through, like, the back door of the factory, through some pipes, and then through, like, some mines, and then this back entrance that you also need the flippers to make use of. We'll take you back to the gear and you can pour water on the gear and then you'll get back the mega sword. But it did throw me a bit of like, wait, how do I actually get back into the factory without a sword?
1: I also messaged you about this. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you asked, do I need the hint? I said, no, not yet. And then you were like, oh, I've got it now.
0: And then it's the end. It's very strange because the guy standing on top of the machine making the swords, is he like a pig? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I think he looks vaguely like a pig in the same way that you look vaguely like a duck. And if you hit him, he's like, ha ha ha. It doesn't matter what you do to me. In 60 seconds, this will all be reset. But then once you smash the machine... And then it blows up... And then all these swords like go into him... And he turns into like a giant sword... And you have to have this weird sword fight... With this guy made of swords... And... Again, you've only got 60 seconds to do the fight in... But luckily if you die... When you respawn... The fight actually is at the previous stage... It was at just when you died... So it's no big deal... And when you... Defeat him... The sword breaks and you're left with a broken sword. And the game ends with you flushing the sword down the toilet. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the end of the game. So the stats for our first run through of the game. 173 runs. So that's 173 times you either died or reset.
1: Forty-nine percent of items collected, and one hundred twenty-seven minutes, twenty-eight if you round it up.
0: And then mine, a hundred runs, fifty-one percent collected, and seventy minutes. So, don't know. <laughs> There's not much insight from that. It's just they're just facts. Those it's are the facts, people.
1: It's not very long.
0: Yeah, it's a very short game. It's short enough that, well, it's short enough that I could have refunded it on Steam. I mean, you couldn't, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: It was true though.
0: <laughs> Although I actually then did go on to play the second quest and Mary's mode, which is like this extra mode. So I did get my money's worth from it. You know, I did go on to play it for considerably longer, and I tried to get a hundred percent in fact i ended up getting hundred and ten percent of items which is itself an interesting addendum which i'll talk about right now then i guess so you know because you mentioned that there were some things that were spoiled for you by the achievements because some of the achievements are obvious like collect 100 percent of items some of them are secret. But secret achievements are not really that secret. Like you can still see if your friends got them, for example, or you can just look them up on an achievements website. So things like best friend, where like you give your dog the bone. I think it's a secret achievement, but you know, you could, you could see it. There is actually a trophy in the game. So when you've got 100% of items and get the 100% of items achievement, there's actually a trophy you can get, which gives you 110%. There's no achievement for it. There's literally no indication that this trophy exists other than the fact that you can get 110% shown on your save file. So there's an optional item you can get called the grinder which lets you break boxes. And then if you use the grinder in the mines there's a different area you can get to with a load of pipes. And if you make it through this pipe maze you can actually find a tent which acts as a new save point And then from the tent, there's another really long pipe maze where you can't actually see your character. You're just walking around pipes because you're inside the pipes. And when you pop out of the pipes at the other end, there's a room with like 10 trophies in. And it's like the Holy Grail. One of the trophies is real. The other trophies explode when you touch them. (laughs) And you have to pick up the correct trophy. In another moment of hilariously good luck... I just walked into the room, saw all these trophies, and just picked up the one that was right in front of me and got the, you know, 110% and then tried to pick up another trophy and exploded. So it was actually just blind luck that the first one I happened to pick up was the right trophy. Apparently the way you can tell which is the right trophy is that it's the only trophy that isn't sparkling. But I didn't know this. I just literally just grabbed the first one. So there you go. There's an actual secret Easter egg item in the game that has no achievement
1: to make sure that it's really a secret. I thought that was cool. That is. I do like how there is so much optional stuff in there.
0: Yeah, quite a lot of stuff in the game is optional. Like, the sneakers are optional. You only need them to get that heart in the temple. There's a load of tentacles for this octopus friend you can find. And that's optional. It just lets you swing your sword faster. There's that grinder item which lets you break boxes, which you get by pushing more boxes into this machine in the sword factory, which you only need to get the 110%. I mean, it's a fun old-school throwback. And There's a second mode you unlock, so once you finish the game once, in kind of the ending sequence, you see your little dude go home, and the clock is still ticking, and it kind of stops at 40 seconds, and he goes to bed, and that's the end. And if you start ...the second quest mode... ...which appears on the menu under New Game Plus... ...you have to play through the game again... ...but... ...the sword that's on the beach... ...is actually the broken sword... ...and you only have 40 seconds... ...each life... ...oh and you permanently only have one heart... ...so you can find new hearts... ...but after you pick them up... ...they like really theatrically go... ...and explode with like lots of like... ...light and sound craziness... ...you know like in Undertale where the heart breaks... It's kind of like that, but, like, even more so. So, you know, you're permanently at one health. And because you've only got 40 seconds, lots of stuff is just not in there. So you don't go to the desert island. You don't even have to fight the boss. You just straight away just, like, flush the sword when you get to the factory.
1: Did you complete the second quest?
0: Yes. And actually, I can't remember if that's for complete... I can't remember how you unlock Mary's mode. I think Mary's mode might be 100% in the first quest rather than finishing the second quest. But there's also a third quest called Mary's mode. And in Mary's mode, instead of playing as the duck man, you are instead Mary, the ghost, from the ghost house. And she's already dead, so I guess the cursed sword doesn't do anything to her. So you pick up the sword, but there's just no time limit. You just wander around as much as you like. Is a mode for wandering? Yeah, I mean, because there's no timer, so you can just explore and do whatever you like. You can do the story. You can finish the game, yeah. So there's an achievement for finishing the game in fewer than 20 resets, I think, or 25. It, it, for finishing it in a low number of resets, anyway. And Mary's mode is an easy way to do that, because you're never going to run out of time. So the only resets are when you force it to reset. Any other fun stuff you want to mention speedruns yeah it's a very very short game I mean in our casual playthroughs we took one to two hours but current world record speedrun of the game is less than seven minutes imagine if you bought this game finished it in seven minutes and like returned it (laughs) you'd be like reason for return finish the game in seven minutes they're like oh fair enough Though, obviously, you need to know exactly what you're doing to finish it that fast. We should check it, because I bet they don't go to the island. I think you're probably right, and the island is optional. And the second run, speed run, is less than four minutes. Though it's funny, because I didn't realise that even the first run was so short. The second run being like less than five minutes, in a way, doesn't surprise me. But the first run being only seven minutes... Is actually pretty surprising. I'm I'm really surprised it's that short. I think both of those runs, though, are on console because on console, you don't need to do the whole shenanigans back and forth with the camera. You just can walk straight through because you've got the press pass.
1: It's just an extra kill yourself and then pick up the sword. Yeah, but
0: when the time is that short, you know, like the 10 seconds to do that is going to make a significant difference if you're on world record pace if the camera doesn't work, they should probably put an option in to make it the same as the consoles, so that PC players can compete for the world record. I thought it was particularly... I I think the achievements in the game are actually pretty funny. Like, I particularly like the fact that there's a pacifist achievement, or it says, like, pacifist, sort of, and it's finished the game without killing any snakes. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: you kill lots of other things, but you know, snakes are precious, don't hurt them. I just thought it was pretty weird, but funny. Because there are a few bits in the game where there just randomly is a snake just to mess with you. And you're like, why did they put a snake here? And it's actually just trying to mess with you if you're going for the pacifist achievement. In the options menu, there's
1: a, a vegan option? Yeah. Do you know what it does?
0: I also noticed this in the options menu and highlighted it. And it just says, change dietary preferences or something. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this does. Probably changes dialogue or something in the game or changes an item from like a burger to tofu or something. But I don't think it actually does anything because there's one bit in the game where a guy references, you know, when you get his credit card back, he says, oh, I'm going to go and get a burger. And so that is the one bit where I thought it might change the dialogue, but. I don't think it actually does. So, I don't think the vegan mode option actually does anything in itself. Apparently, it's actually kind of a cheat code. So, if you turn vegan mode on and off 20 times, I think it unlocks all the game modes. Because there's a Twitter account called, like, Mary's Ghost or something. And that Twitter account tweeted, Do you want to know a secret? turn vegan mode on and off 20 times to unlock all the game modes so I think it's actually only for that I thought it was pretty funny I mean there's lots of you know there's lots of like slightly wacky humour in here so I
1: just think it's another one of those can we summarise? do you think of it?
0: it was alright I'd give it a 7 or 8 out of 10 if we're rating these things
1: but why? Why is it just alright? Why does it miss being better than that?
0: I don't know, actually. Why, if you asked me, would I say Undertale was 10 out of 10 versus I'd say this is like a seven or eight, seven and a half, let's say. I mean, this has a clever mechanic. It has twee graphics and cutesy humor. For some reason, I don't know, it just didn't quite gel for me in the same way. It didn't make me feel anything. It was just like, I mean, it felt like what it literally was, which was they had an idea for a funny mechanic. I think they did it for a game jam originally. And then they've expanded it into a whole game. And it's got a nice aesthetic and it's well put together. But it doesn't have the same, like, heart to it. You know, it doesn't feel like someone poured their soul into it. Quite literally, like Undertale, for example. So it's a cool indie game. It's fun to noodle around with, but I don't think it's going to have the same like lasting impression. You know, I mean, Undertale is a very high bar to cross. Obviously, considering I now consider it one of the best games I've ever played ever, and still read fan fiction about it. Like I've got weird problems with Undertale, probably. So
1: I don't know. How about you? So I thought. The aesthetic could be more approachable. But actually, after the first 15-20 minutes, it's not a big deal. The mechanic is great. Maybe a bit more depth. And then I thought, as we were talking about it just now, I did compare it to Undertale. That's why I asked you the question. And you kind of read my mind.
0: We're on the same wavelength. It's almost as if we've been doing a podcast with each other for years.
1: we are right. Nothing challenges you as the player. Undertale does though, because it just pulls the rug from underneath you.
0: I I think it's almost like it's too random and too arbitrary. Like,
1: you know, wait, but Undertale does that
0: too. (laughs) We said before that I like really love like the story for the you know things. Like, I like care about the story way more than you do. And Undertale has this whole cohesive narrative. I mean, we don't have to compare this only to Undertale, but. For example, Undertale has this whole cohesive narrative, and there's a story, and bits of it are explicit, and bits of it are kind of, you have to infer them, and there's a whole kind of, like, lore around it, and only some of it's in the game, like, there's, you know, there's a whole, you get the feeling there's a whole bigger world there. Whereas this game, it's just very arbitrary, like, why is there a press pass, why is the pig making cursed swords in the factory why does he turn into a giant sword why is the sword cursed in the first place why does flushing it down the toilet fix it like it's not that there's any cohesive thing holding it together it's just like wouldn't it be wacky if we did this so I think that is what is missing you know that's the extra two and a half points that's keeping it from being a 10 out of 10 for me
1: I see what you're saying I wrote down here that I'm ready for a sequel. They could make a sequel of this and they could improve it because they're really close. They're really close.
0: Yeah, it's in a slightly awkward place given that it's in a... Well, okay. If we, if we're saying it's not an RPG as such. It's more an adventure game. But even an adventure game kind of needs a narrative to it to go with just the mechanic. You know, beyond just the mechanic. And so, yeah. I think that's the element that's missing. I mean, it's interesting because it makes me think of... Another indie game that was, you know, incepted at a game jam and is becoming a full fledged proper release coming sometime this year called Baba is You. But I think Baba is You is explicitly more of a puzzle game. I don't think it's going to have a story. And so maybe I won't feel like it's missing. I could be wrong. If Baba is You does have a story, that will be even better. Or will it be even better? Maybe I'll just downgrade it for not having a good enough story. <laughs> I'm a terrible person.
1: Just demanding.
0: Demanding. <laughs> I demand the best from everyone else so I can lounge around and enjoy it. So you'd play a sequel if it existed? Yeah, I would. I probably am being unfair. Have you seen the trailer for this? No. For a minute. The trailer actually is really cool. It's like a flip book. And you know, the trailer, the trailer's definitely got a lot of heart in it. It's, It's cool. So, I probably am being unfair.
1: Are we done? I think we're done with Minute. So, what's next for us? So,
0: the next book club game. It's a listener request. Woo! From Sam Bates, who wrote in recently... Prey. The 2017 Prey. Not the 2006 Prey with all the portals. So confusingly, they have exactly the same name. There's no subtitle or anything to distinguish them. But there's literally two games called Prey. We're going to play the more recent
1: one. It's a survival horror shooter by Arcane Studios.
0: Yes. Arcane Studios that made Dishonored. So, I actually know very little about Prey. I've seen some E3 trailer footage of it. So, I know it's kind of a horror game. I know the aliens are scary, black, wispy things that can turn into stuff. I think I saw in the E3 videos about it that you could turn into a coffee cup. So, I guess you can also do it.
1: And hop around in a coffee cup
0: something like that I know that your character's name is Morgan and you can be a man or a woman but I actually don't know anything about it mechanically like I don't know if it's like Dishonored and kind of like like Deus Ex style you know there are multiple paths through the level and you can spec in like a sneaky way or a shoot everything way like I actually don't know whether it's like that at all I have heard it's more of a horror game. So I'm wondering if it's going to be more like. A first person dead space. Or maybe more like. A dead space 3. Because it's more actiony. But yeah I really don't know. I'm going into this pretty blind. And I've deliberately. Not looked up anything. Before starting it. So. I'm completely clueless.
1: How much are you going to play?
0: So given. We're both completely clueless. We've basically just. Looked at a player's guide. And just picked. A section from about the middle because we're expecting to do this in two episodes so i think the game is about 16 hours long we're aiming for about eight hours per section and roughly in the middle of the guide is a section titled restore from backup so complete that mission yeah assuming it's a mission Shall shall we say the name of the next mission so okay what's the next one this side up okay so it sounds like they are mission titles or story section titles. I don't know. Finish, restore from backup and get to this side up. Whatever that means. We have no idea what that actually means because we've not actually looked at the guide. We've just looked at the chapter headings. So pray, 2017 version. That's where to get to. It is on PS4, Xbox
1: One and PC. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email.
0: Ting at Club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On YouTube. And Twitch as Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash, r oh, slash, Lost Levels Club. What are you grateful for, Sir Michael? I'm grateful that my podcast recording buddy is back. Yay, you're back in the country. Woo! Does that make you happy? You don't seem terribly enthused. You're like, oh, geez, I'm back.
1: Um, I'm happy that you're so happy that I'm back. That's the kindest thing you've said to me. (laughs) Really? You're, you're You're like the opposite. You're like,
0: oh, thank goodness. I had a few weeks off from this terrible podcast. And I'm like, yay, he's back. The podcast is back on.
1: The podcast lives. What are you grateful for? I get to play prey. Okay. Sorry, I was I meant to reciprocate. No, no, no. (laughs) So Michael says bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.